practice it a lot. It's a little painful. Selfless act. Meanwhile, there's a little break here in the action. The officials checking something here on the near side, making sure the, the foul was applied to Anzavino, who picks up his third, first, uh, second team foul here against Pinkerton in the third quarter. Two and a half gone, 42-17. Portsmouth ball, they're working left to right. They're in their road uniforms, those maroon jerseys and shorts with the gold lettering and white trim. Pick and roll down the lane, Tavares with an easy score. Flipped it off the window, the right hand from the far side, and over-the-top pass again there from Graham. Kid can do a little bit of everything, Cody Graham, very unselfish player. Elbow J up and too strong for Bortone. Rebound up for Pete in a crowd, who has done pretty well on the glass despite being a little undersized. Just Tavares in the lane, spins to his right, Active. banker there too strong, trying to stay with it. And then finally the rebound wrestled away for Pinkerton as Colin Petrie who didn't see much action in the first half. He's on. The 6'3 junior out there with the goggles for Pinkerton. 44-17 coming up in the midway point third quarter. Reynolds a spin move, but a wild shot south of the near elbow. Too strong off the back iron. Rebound to Portsmouth Parham up the floor to Sanborn at the hot hand in the first half. But that three too strong from the near side wing. And a rebound again underneath goes to Pinkerton. They're down 44-17. Three up top on the way. Too strong there by Anzavino. Pete gets a lot of rebounds. Pete, yeah. For, a, for not a big kid, he gets a lot of boards, Nick. He sure does. Here is Pete down the lane. Little scoop pass to Tavares on the near block. Now back out to Sanborn. Near win three. No good, but follows his own miss and gets it off the bounce for Portsmouth. Another try. Graham now one dribble. Up fake and then a jump shot up and in. A long two from the far wing. Pretty little up fake as you described beautifully, Nick. Nothing but net Cody Graham. Really, really has all the tools to be a great collegiate player. Yeah, Graham, he's distributed the ball tonight, but he has looked for his shot now, eight points. Three-pointer, Bortone, near side corner, too strong. Offensive rebound, though, pulled in on the weak side by Petrie for, for Pinkerton. He'll pull it back out and reset. Reynolds now puts his head down, drives down the far side of the lane, skip pass to the near corner. Anzavino, one dribble, long two from the baseline, too strong. And a weak side rebound to Parham, the 5'10 guard. Portsmouth the other way, left to right. 46-17 is their lead. Parham now with Petrie, the big man on him, goes by him and tried to bank one, but went off the side of the glass. Offensive rebound to Tavares, then a foul in the lane is going to come again against Pinkerton. I feel like you've said that all night long, offensive rebound by Tavares. He yeah. has been so active on the offensive glass, keeping things alive for the Clippers. Foul on Petrie is first, team's fourth. Got a piece of Tavares' right wrist there. Tavares just a sophomore. Pinkerton's got a, a Portsmouth. They got a nice mix of veterans and young guys. Here's a three up top. It's off the inbound. Yeah. They Great build play. a wall along the free throw line, and then Graham gets loose behind it, catches the top pass over the top from the baseline, and drills another three for Portsmouth. 49-17. We're inside of three minutes now, third quarter. Portsmouth trailed early in the game. The first few minutes, five nothing, but since then it's been all Clippers. Went on a 10-0 run to take the lead, and they haven't looked back. Here's Reynolds for three. Far wing for Pinkerton. It'll dribble off the rim. No good. Rebound of Portsmouth pulled in by McManus, who just came back on, the senior. And now Portsmouth in offensive mode here left to right. Pinkerton in a half-court set. They haven't shot away. They tried pressing a little bit of 1-2-2 early in the first half, but it's been man-sense. Oh. Meanwhile, Tavares slips free to the rim and lays it in over the lip of the iron for two more. He gives out a scream here at midcourt. His timeout is called. 
by Pinkerton. 51 to 17. Portsmouth now enjoying their largest lead of the game. You know, we came into this game wanting to hear the names and knowing about Cody Graham, about Joey Glenn, who unfortunately is on the bench, about Christian Pete, Sean Parham. But I tell you what, and I remember Alex Tavares as a freshman getting some quality minutes last year in the tournament. I think he's been one of the players of the night tonight. Active inside, active all over the offensive yeah. glass, a great finisher. Well, you go up and down the roster here, Coach, you can make a case for any one of these guys on Portsmouth. They've all contributed. We talked about Graham, his shots, his his pass. He has three or four assists tonight. Sean Parham is the high man with a dozen. He's looked to score the basketball. Christian Pete has worked the glass, has, has drawn a couple of offensive fouls on the defensive end. Sanborn was, was hot early from downtown, and even... Even Jamil Shahid gave uh, five points off the bench in that second quarter. The freshman is now about to re-enter the ball game for Portsmouth as they break the huddle here on the sideline. Yeah, they're deep. The scoring is well balanced. Everything going well tonight and the start of the season for the Clippers. Yeah, they're unbeaten and looking like the team to beat in Division One after a long hiatus from Division One. They return as reigning Division Two champs. They ran the table last year. And are looking to do the same in D1 this year. Meanwhile, Pinkerton ball with two minutes to go out of the timeout. We're in the third quarter. It's 51-17, to the Astros trail. Pinkerton ball right to left in their home whites. They go inside to Petrie, up and under for two. Got the finish from the far side after catching it along the near block. Went under the backboard and scored it with the right hand. And the Google Jr. scores his first bucket of the ball game for the Astros to make it 51-19. Sweet move for the big fella, Colin Petrie. Down low. Now the Astros in an aggressive man-to-man here trying to force a turnover, and they will. The freshman, Jamil Shahid, tried to drive baseline on the far far side and, and traveled. As the second defender came over, he shuffled the feet. So a rare Clipper giveaway as Pinkerton now on the offensive end right to left. Pass inside, too strong for Petrie, bobbled the catch, and it's eventually taken away by Parham. Along the baseline for Portsmouth. Parham going to keep the dribble alive and come left to right into the front court. Sets up Pete in the far corner. That three is on the way. It rolls out. Seemed like it was three quarters of the way down and just won't drop. Rebound Pinkerton. They go quickly the other way. And a blocking foul is called against Shaheen for Portsmouth. Good take there by the Pinkerton junior, Matt Fergal, who just returned to the ball game. And he'll head to the line for two. He leaned into the contact to draw it on the left shoulder. Fergal, who played some good minutes for Coach Rosinski off the bench in the first half, hits the first free throw here to make it 51-20 to with one minute to go in this third quarter. I mean, you look for silver linings. If you're Pinkerton and you Coach Rosinski, there's one right there. The juniors come off the bench, and I think he's given good minutes in both halves so far. Matt Fergal. Got the white T-shirt under the white jersey. He's got a nice-looking stroke because he hits the second one as well. 51-21, Portsmouth lead for the moment trimmed to 30. And they'll come left to right here against what looks like a half-court man-to-man defensive look from Pinkerton. They're going to extend to half-court and nearly jump the pass lane on the far side. It was knocked away. Pinkerton says they have it, but it'll stay with Portsmouth. Making the case is Fergal, who got his left hand on it. He's trying to say that Portsmouth touched it last. I think the people who have the best look at it is at midcourt. They're picking in crowd, and they saw it clearly go off Sean Parham off his chest. A few boos coming towards the official. Mark Cormier only smiles there at midcourt. 30-point <laughs> game, people. 30-point game. <laughs> now McManus with a travel. And a mock chair. 
Yeah, maybe a makeup call there. It looks like he pivoted, but I thought he had the pivot foot down. He'll give it over to Pinkerton, and you're right, the mock cheer from this Astro crowd here in Derry. There are a few Portsmouth fans here, though, as we see in the crowd a lot of maroon and gold. Well, they travel well. I mean, it's a, they've really done a great job in the last dozen years with their athletic program. 51-21, Pinkerton down 30, trying to close out the third quarter on a high note. They won't hear. Baseline, Jay, from the far side. Strong for Fergal. Rebound, Portsmouth. Parham is now going to slow it down near midcourt with 10 to go. He's got Coach Mulvey in his right ear. Gets a ball screen, drives middle with the left hand, sets up Shahid. A three is too strong from the wing. Offense rebound, McManus tries to sneak it back in with a bounce, but it won't bang in. Rebound, Pinkerton, and a three-quarter court heave by Anzavino will end the third quarter. 51-21. It's all Portsmouth here in our FNL winter Game of the week. We are presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, and we're back in a moment here on ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. Welcome back to FNL Winter. Here's quick score update. Spalding is up 38-30 to on Winnicunit with five minutes left in that game. And also at half, Milford up 29-24 to Pelham. Now we'll take you back to the FNL Winter Game of the Week presented by Basque. Here's Nick and Mike. Thank you very much, Mark. 51-21 with about a minute gone by in this fourth quarter. It's, it's all Portsmouth here over Pinkerton. Clippers looking to maintain their undefeated status. Astros coming in off a big win over Winnicott. They were hoping to play spoiler tonight, but it has not worked out that way. A ferocious Portsmouth defense combined with a high-flying offense is, has lived up to the hype, so to speak. Portsmouth has been in control and are, are up right now 51-21. As it's Pinkerton ball here working right to left. Just well-balanced scoring as well. I mean, that's been the formula all night long. If you're and free and you're open, let it fly. And then most of them are going down for the Clippers. Three from the far corner by Pinkerton's Anzavino. Too strong. Clippers have done a nice job on the defensive glass. And now come the other way right to left. And a wild layup attempt there by the freshman Jamil Shahid. Goes off the side iron. Trying to fling it over the shoulder. And now the other way comes Pinkerton. A foul inside. He's going to send Matt Fabrizio to the free throw line. The 6'3 senior, or sorry, 6'3 junior there, grabbed or had his left arm grabbed on the right-hand shot attempt. Fifth-team foul against Portsmouth. And I believe the first against one of the reserves who has just checked in. Max Lincoln. Free throw good. Uh, yep, 51-22, minute and a half gone, fourth quarter. Right now, Nick Portsmouth's coach, Jim Mulvey, emptying out a lot of his bench, getting a chance to look at some players. Yeah, he left Cody Graham in for a moment, but just took him out. He was the lone starter on the floor. So now five reserves in maroon for Portsmouth. Second free throw is good. A two-for-two two trip there for Fabrizio. Pinkerton trims the lead a little bit at 51-23. Three-pointer by McMahon is too strong from the far corner for Portsmouth. Rebound for Pinkerton. Coach Mulvey telling his defense to get back. Pinkerton right to left. Wild left-hand layup attempt. No by Anzavino. You know, kept alive for a moment by Fabrizio, but taken away in the lane again by Portsmouth as Shahid with the steal. And now left to right. McManus has his eyes on the rim. Three on the way. Far wing. Rattles in and out. No. Ball tipped once, twice out of bounds. And last touch by Portsmouth. Good hustle there by Lincoln. But he was the last to touch it with the right hand. It'll be Pinkerton ball. 
Yeah, it looks like Portsmouth starters all on the bench right now. We'll see if they remain there and let these players that work hard every day in practice get some quality minutes. Reynolds at three straight away. No. Second try there for Fergal. Too strong from the far wing. And a rebound off the bounce for Portsmouth's Calvin Hewitt, who also just checked in for the first time. Hewitt now in a little trouble. Yeah, he traveled. Yeah, he switched the pivot foots here on the near side. And the turnover on the sideline will give Pinkerton the ball back with two and a half gone in this fourth quarter. 51-23. Portsmouth with their second unit playing. They haven't scored yet in this fourth quarter. Three-pointer, Anzavino. Too strong again from that straightaway spot. Although the look was good, it wouldn't fall. And now a steal at midcourt. Reynolds just picked his pocket, goes Ooh. down the lane, and throws it down with two hands. <laughs> sophomore. I'm talking left from the foul line, and two-hand Tomahawk dunked that. Sweet. Timeout. Portsmouth. Coach Mulvey said off air he didn't want to use a timeout tonight when they had that big halftime lead, but he's going to use it now, and he's chewing out some of his young guys here. Pinkerton. They have outscored Portsmouth here 6-0 over the first three minutes of the fourth quarter. Coach Mulvey politely asking the referee, why are they allowed to tackle us in midcourt? <laughs> yeah, put it, it mildly. Yeah, well, the steal there from Reynolds yeah. led to the dunk. And, it was and you're right, Hewitt, Hewitt maybe was, was hit a little bit there uh, to cough up the ball at midcourt. But uh, the officials have, have let a lot go tonight. It's been kind of a... A physical game at 51-25, to 25, but again, Portsmouth still in complete control here. Nonetheless, a pretty-looking drive and dunk by just a sophomore at six foot one. Mm. Jay Reynolds really get up there, and he has some serious ups. Yeah, yeah two-hand to stuff, on. too, right? It's tough. Yeah, it was a two-hand stuff. So Reynolds and company will be back on the floor. As Reynolds now with... With 10 points, a team high. The lone man in double figures for the Astros. They got the kind of comfortable body language here. I think they're resigned with the fact they're going to lose tonight, but still having some fun. This is a few smiles to be spotted coming out of the Pinkerton huddle, despite trailing 51-25. Meanwhile, Portsmouth, they're all business here with their second unit. Trying to crack the fourth quarter ice. They have not scored yet. Three-pointer, too strong by Hewitt. And the putback is there, though. On the weak side. That'll do it. As Hugh McDonald, 6'3 junior, gets his first bucket off the window to make it 53-25. Nearing the midway point here, fourth quarter. Yeah, it's been offense and defensive rebounding. It's been impressive for Portsmouth tonight. Here's a three up top. That's impressive. Matt Fergal, the right-hander. That's our man off the bench for Pinkerton. I think he's been a real bright spot for the Astros tonight. Astros going to fall back in a zone press. It's beaten, though, left to right by Portsmouth. As they come into the front court, four minutes to go, fourth quarter. A 25-point lead for Portsmouth at 53-28. Now a three, in and out, no good there by Hewitt. The rebound is ripped away on the offensive end for Lincoln, and then he is fouled inside. And I think that one will be on the floor. Yep, they're going to take it out of bounds here on the near side baseline. Little push there by Fabrizio, his third. And now five team fouls against the Astros. Portsmouth ball, midway through this fourth quarter. Hewitt Shahid for McDonald, the three is short. Offensive rebound, McManus, and then a foul on the rebound as McManus hit the deck. Got bumped there by Pinkerton's Kaysen Giordano, one of the starting guards. 
and stay at this end of the floor. Third on Giordano, and Pickerton up against the limit with six. Yeah, Pickerton digging in on defense, playing hard to the end. Portsmouth's second unit struggling a little bit to find some offensive rhythm. 53-28, three by Hewitt, line drive far corner. Offensive rebound, McManus, and another foul against Pinkerton. Uh, McManus came down with that one one-handed, able to snatch it against two white jerseys, pulled it in with the right hand, and the foul will will be the seventh team foul against the Astros. So one and one coming. Reynolds is hit with the personal. That's his second, and now McManus to the free throw line for a one and one for Portsmouth. They lead by 25 inside of four minutes to go in this fourth quarter. First one is up and good with the right hand. McManus, one of the first off the bench for Coach Mulvey and an important piece of this team. Yeah, absolutely. The senior guard, six foot tall, got some long arms. Looked long right there, grabbing that one-handed rebound. Going to go two for two at the line to make it 55-28. Now Pinkerton will look for the answer right to left. Portsmouth in, what's this here, a man-to-man. Switched up the looks real early in the game, but they've been in basically a man since. And here's a drop ball, which leads to a turnover. Hewitt the steal up ahead to McDonald, and there's the right-hand layup. Able to beat the crowd, including a hustling Fabrizio trying to block it from behind. 57-28 as we head towards three minutes. Coming up after the game, we'll hear live from Coach Mulvey here at Courtside. Ask him about tonight's game and about Portsmouth season so far. You don't want to miss that live interview. We'll recap this one, and then we'll send it back to Mark Breton and Tim Glenday. Here's a three in the corner. Anzavino from the near side corner. Right-hand high arcer there, Coach, to make it... 57-31. Got the wide open look. Left no doubt. Pinkerton still playing hard as you pointed out. Shahid now for three. Far wing. Too strong for the freshman. Rebound off the back iron. Goes to Fergal of Pinkerton. Astros looking to finish this one strong. Trailing big. 57-31. Reynolds for Pinkerton. Gives up the dribble. At the top of the key. And now gets it over to Andrew Lufkin who just came back on. And now a turnover. Another drop ball. Fergal just took his eye off it. It popped right out of his hands into the front row there on the far sideline. Yeah, looking to make a move before he had the rock, Nick. Portsmouth back with it. Two and a half to go, fourth quarter. 57-31. A reminder, after we're done things here, and we hear from Coach Mulvey, we'll send it back to the studio for a full postgame show up until 9 o'clock. Three by McManus off, but there is the follow. Hugh McDonald. Yep. That's the second such follow that he's had off the offensive board. Second chance points piling up tonight for Portsmouth. Here's a steal. Shahid able to pick it off. Shahid down the lane with Thunder. A double <laughs> pump, but he missed it. Scooper off the glass too strong. Ball is loose. Lufkin has it for Pinkerton. Right to left, throws it ahead for Reynolds, and he had it slapped off his right knee out of bounds. Good defensive play by McManus to get his right hand on the basketball and poke it off the right knee of the Pinkerton player, and now it's back over to Portsmouth with inside of two minutes remaining in this fourth quarter. Clippers with a 59-31 lead. Meanwhile, wholesale, five guys coming in for the Pinkerton Astros as Coach Rosinski finally decides to clear his bench and play seconds on seconds. Yep. A lot of newcomers in that haven't seen the floor at all. Here is a travel against McDonald. Headed at the free throw line, put it on the deck with the left hand, but shuffled that pivot foot. Ball back over to Pinkerton with a minute and a half to go. 59-31. Again, the Astros trying to make this one look respectable. If they can with their second unit. Here's a three up and in. That's Sam Goy, a six-foot sophomore. 
who is a crowd favorite apparently, as that student <laughs> section really liked that one. Meanwhile, Hewitt got the step on the drive, missed the lefty layup, stays with it, and then is fouled on the putback attempt. Over the back coming against Goy, who tried to block it from behind with the right hand. Two on the way for Portsmouth. Hewitt, minute 17 to go, fourth quarter, 59-34. Clippers in front of the Astros. And Goy, after making that shot on the defensive end, just took a shot to the nose. He's just trying to shake it off a little bit. And he's holding the bridge of his nose with his left hand right now, speaking with Coach Rosinski along the near sideline at the head of the Pinkerton bench. Meanwhile, Hewitt, who's playing with the long sleeve maroon shirt underneath, kind of an odd look, able to hit the first, and the lefty will get the second as well. Got a friendly roll there. So Calvin Hewitt, the freshman. A lot of freshman contributors here tonight, including Shahid, who's playing defense now for Portsmouth. 61-34. An extended half-court man is the defensive look. Pinkerton will set up another three in the far corner. That one too strong for Jackpot, Ben the junior. Rebound <laughs> off the back rim for Portsmouth. Taken by McDonald. And now they'll settle down in the half-court set here, left to right, with inside of a minute to go. 61-34 is the Clipper lead. And they're looking to run here. Looks like a high weave to try and take time off the clock. Again, there's no shot clock, of course, in the NHIAA. And this one is turned over. Off the leg of Lincoln, who doesn't like the call, but went off his right knee into the Portsmouth bench, back over to Pinkerton. 40 seconds to go. So the Astros are going to fall to 3-2. and two. Portsmouth will improve to 7-0. and oh. And stay unbeaten in their first year back in Division One. Three straight away. That went off target. Put up there off the right arm of Ryan Auger. Sophomore missed it. Rebound Portsmouth inside of 20 seconds. Hewitt to the rim. Had it partially blocked. Yep. Like Auger comes down though. with it. Yep. Another freshman, Calvin Hewitt. I like the way he handles the ball. Pinkerton will set up Goy in the near corner. His three is partially blocked. Then it's brought back out up top. One more three on the way. Back iron missed from Potvin from the near wing, and that'll do it. Portsmouth, in dominant fashion, gets another victory. 61-34 to 34 the final here in Derry. The Clippers fell behind early in the game's opening minutes as Portsmouth trailed at 1.5 to nothing, but then, Coach, they seemingly flicked a switch. Went on a 10-0 run and never looked back. They had a big... 40-14 to 14 lead at halftime. Second unit able to close it out in the fourth quarter. Contributions across the board tonight for Coach Mulvey. And a dominating road win for this Clipper team that, as we've talked about all night, they seem to be the team to beat. And like always, <laughs> like always, they did it with, on the defensive end. When they were down 5 nothing. they gave a few different looks, Nick. Confused Pinkerton. Got some turnovers, picked up some charges, and then really, really caught fire, lit fire in that first half and never looked back. Tell you, balanced scoring out of Cody Graham, A.J. McManus, Sean Parham, Christian Pete. How about Michael Sanborn in the first half? 11 points. I think he was 3 for 3 from the arc, outside the arc. And I, I all night long, my unsung hero was Alex Tavares. I thought he played a great game. Yeah. Well, some numbers here trickling in. Pinkerton had one double-digit score. Jay Reynolds, the sophomore, had 10 points, including a two-hand dunk in the second half that, that got the crowd excited. And we're still tallying up some of the Portsmouth totals, and we'll get those to you in just a moment. We're going to speak now with Coach Mulvey here courtside live, the longtime Portsmouth head coach, enjoying the fact that his team is still unbeaten in Division One and 
and they roll to another victory tonight. Coach, congratulations, first of all, on the victory. And this seems typical now for your club, coming in and, and taking out another Division One quote-unquote heavyweight. Your team's still undefeated. Uh, I would expect that you're pleased, but, but where does your undefeated start measure with your own expectations coming in back into D1 this season? Yeah, we had, you know, we knew what D1's all about and everything. It, um, I don't know if we thought we'd be 6-0 and um, at this stage. We just, we've always had, even in D2, we were just like get better every day and worry about the next day, worry about practice, worry about the first 15 minutes. And, and we're still, I mean, there's a long way to go. Um, and uh, if we don't get better, we're not going to be there at the end. So we're, we're going to keep working to get better. And that's, that, the kids are great. We get, we've got a great group of guys that want to get better and want to uh, take this as a challenge. Mm. Coach, a real deep team. I mean, coming here tonight, we obviously knew about the Joey Glens, the Cody Grams, the Parhams. But I thought tonight, tremendous effort. Obviously, in the first half by Mike Sanborn draining from outside the arc, and all night long, I was impressed with Alex Tavares, a sophomore. Yeah, Speak Alex to those is, two. you know, Alex is undersized. He's six one and a half, and he's playing uh, every big guy in the state with Joey being out. But uh, he's a, he battles. He's a, he's only a sophomore. Uh, him and Mike Sanborn uh, this summer put in so much work this fall, and that you know, we always say like that's what it's all about. Who's going to work? And uh, Mike Sanborn's made himself into like a premier shooter. Um, he strokes it the same every single time. It's a perfect stroke. Um, when it misses now at practice, we're surprised. And uh, uh, they both are going to get better, and they'll both be better when Joey gets to play. You know, Joey, in my humble opinion, uh, is the best player in the state. So um, when, when he gets on the court, we're, we're a little bit different. Mm. Again, Coach Mulvey is our guest. Portsmouth, a big win tonight over Pinkerton, 61-34. to 34. Coach, with all the veterans up and down the roster, how does that make your job a little easier, yeah. or, or does it? No, th no, this group is great. And uh, Christian Pete, I, I don't know what you guys thought tonight, but when you at a home, like when the reporters come at the home, he has eight or ten points, and uh, so he doesn't get much publicity. But he's the glue to our team. He mm. really is. Yeah. I mean, he's, he guys the best player every night. He shuts down the best player every night. We played North the other night. The kid was averaging 17. He held him to six. He had number 11 tonight, who was a good scorer for them. When he's on the floor, he doesn't score. Mm. And then I, I don't know how many rebounds he pulled down, but it's always double figures. It. And he's 5'9". He's, you know, I and, mean, that's what I said mid-broadcast. Mid I said, yeah. Pete again with another defensive board. Yeah, he's a he's a bulldog, man. He's a great football player. And, uh, I mean, he'll Rochester will play Friday night, and they got a big kid, 6'5", that's really good. He'll got him. And with Joey or without Joey, he's got the 6'5". He just, he just likes play. He takes it as a challenge. And, uh mm. He's a, just a great athlete. Mm. Well, Coach, congratulations Thank on you. your undefeated start, and good luck Thank the you rest of the way. Thanks for having me. That's, again, Coach Mulvey here from Portsmouth giving us some good stuff there. Yeah. Coach, a little behind-the-scenes look at this unbeaten Clipper team. Just got, you know, he's got some football players. He's got some basketball <laughs> Which players. Which we know you like. I do. I like having a mix like that. You've got to have some tough guys on the floor. Yeah. He just talked about a five foot nine kid guarding a six foot five kid maybe in their next game and him having no qualms about letting him right, do it. Right. Belief in a kid, belief in a kid's heart. And I, I love the players on this floor for Portsmouth uh, that do the little things that don't sometimes show up in the stat book. Hi. So. Final score for the final time here in Derry, 61-34. to 34. Portsmouth stays unbeaten. The Astros go back to the drawing board. I want to thank Coach O'Reilly for getting us set up here courtside. The Pinkerton Athletic Director, 
making sure that we were in good hands from the get-go, and his support staff here made everything easy for us to go ahead and set up and get down to business. For Coach Mike Bellevue, I'm Nick Anastas. Time now to send things back for the studio where Mark Breton and Tim Glenday have you until 9 o'clock, FNL winner presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com. Guys, take it away. Thank you, Nick, and thank you for another great broadcast over there down in Pinkerton. Obviously not a score that probably most people wanted to see, but Portsmouth, as Nick and Coach Bellevue mentioned, going 6-0 and on a dominant performance out there in Pinkerton. Pinkerton falling 1-4, and and Jay Reynolds, the leading scorer there with 10 points and just a little below his average of 14.7. So either way, Pinkerton not really getting that much traction going on there. Obviously, Portsmouth's defense is pretty dominant as um, expected. And, well, they're moving on to a Friday, I believe, is their next game. And looking to keep that dominance going. We'll get to our correspondents throughout the night and find out the final scores from them as as always, we'll find out scores from around the state as well when we get the chance to do it. Uh, you are listening to FNL Winter. We'll be right back after this. FNL Winter on ESPN New Hampshire.